Lord Lucan vanishes by Torin Lucas. Chapter 5 The Tiger The Siberian tiger paced from one side of the caged paddock to the other. The secret lucky is to keep eye contact. Aspinall was explaining the essential nature of the tiger. Can you see its open mouth, called Aspinall over his shoulder at Lucky, who was standing safely on the other side of the cage bars. Its mouth is open and panting. It's drawing us into itself, Lucky, into its nostrils, onto its tongue. Tiny particulates of our human breath, sweat, and smell of warm blood. Our existence, Lucky, is literally floating there in the minute traces this wonderful beast can sense and consume. Lucan nodded in open mouth. He kept in check the visceral churning feeling of impending violence that coursed under his skin and brought his hairs to attention. Look, old man, if you're doing this for my benefit, my curiosity has been fully satisfied. Ah, Lucky, this is for my benefit. You look frightened, my friend. This is one of life's gambles for the living. A coward dies a thousand times before his death. But Shakespeare probably hadn't seen a tiger. No, but he was married, wasn't he? Suddenly the tiger leapt at the bars of its cage. Lucan took several terrified paces back before recovering his bearing. She likes you, Aspinall laughed and threw a scrap of something red and moist which compelled the beast to pursue. Aspinall took the opportunity to exit from the compound and approached Lucan, laughing. She's a sweetheart, Lucky. I've known her all her life. You're mad to go into that cage with it, gasped Lucan in a thin, reedy voice. Looking sideways at the tiger enclosure, he folded his arms across a corduroy sport jacket as if indignant of his own fear. Don't be soft, Lucky. Aspinall took off the black leather gloves to examine the accumulation of zoo detritus that had lodged under his manicured nails. If I had my way, I'd be happy to be eaten by one of these animals. It is their nature to consume and live, and it is ours to die. That sounds morose. Lucan would usually make a show of protesting Aspinall's more extreme existential views like this, but the thought of suicide by Tiger left him speechless. Like most things with Aspinall, there was an unbelievable truth to the things he said. It doesn't matter if you think it morose, snickered Aspinall. Thinking is not living. Lucan knew when Aspinall was baiting him, but this was a principle, and Lucan had always struggled to find his own. What is more ennobling than to be consumed by a superior being, grinned Aspinall. To be returned to nature? It completes a circle. Lucan managed to compose himself. He pushed the memory of being attacked in the street that night from his thoughts. He had to. It was necessary for his own survival. He accepted it made him weak. He knew it made him a thing for Aspinall to maul with his harsh lessons of existence, but at least he could continue to gamble at the club. I like to live in the present moment, he said, in practicalities. I've, I've got too many practicalities to be worried about fanciful circles. Yes, of course, Lucky. I know you do. But if you don't acknowledge the mystery of existence, practicalities become your universe, don't they? You then just leap from one problem to the next without solving anything. 
of solving your problems would mean you cease to exist. Lucky walked across the green lawn in silence as the two men approached Aspinall's mansion. You must learn to take matters into your own hands, Lucky. Otherwise you'll be forever holding life like a tiger by the ears. Christ, Aspinall, that's a bit rich. You know I don't actually think of Veronica anymore. After everything, I can't imagine how I could be so ready to forget it all. Lucan stared at their pacing steps. I did love her. At least the idea of love. And the sorrow of losing that, well, it's just dropped away now. Have your children dropped away? No, no, they mustn't, of course. My children are everything to me. Aspinall stopped and turned. His voice lowered and continued. You must not surrender the field. Not now. Set it right. Be the man you are. Do you understand me? The man must exist in his domain, in his element. It is the will to triumph, Lucky. This is your nature. Lucan stopped. He studied the pebbled walk and searched for something to say, to escape from this cage Aspinall had flung around him. Aspinall was right, of course. There was a duty in being a man. There could be no objection to this. Neither his wife or the courts would keep him from his children. Neither conscience or feeling could dissuade him of this, now that it had been said. We cannot abandon our creed, Aspinall hissed. He sensed he had slipped past Lucan's usual guarded self. He didn't realize that at this point, Lucan had lost whatever guards he may have once had, and that any talk of salvation would be easily accepted, like a hot knife sinking into butter. You're right, of course, replied Lucan passively. And then looking over to Aspinall, he saw again the traces of the green eyes that he had seen that night in the car. Green snake eyes, and the flicker of a forked tongue. It brought the fear back. I think there's something wrong, Asper. Maybe mentally. Yes, well, you tried. You tried to have her committed to a mental hospital, didn't you? No, I mean, Luke interrupted, it's been lately I've been having these vivid animal... Lucan searched for the right expression. These animal traces. It appears in a face or fleetingly around a corner or just the beating of wings at the edge of my awareness. Have you been sleeping poorly, offered Aspinall? Yes, I have, brightened Lucan for a moment. And then, darkly, but I always have, really. Headaches, nightmares, insomnia, nothing new there. No, this is something quite different, altogether strange. Never mind that. You just need to get back into the swing, suggested Aspinall. And here's something lucky, those Indians you played. Word has it they want another round. They've gone mad for your map. They've not stopped ringing the club. It's the strangest thing that's interested in, in this old map of yours. Well, it's with Veronica now, replied Lucan. Locked in the safe, I should imagine, at this point. Can you get it back? Possibly. She won't give it to me willingly, of course. She hates me. But there is the nanny. That bitch. Elizabeth. Nanny, is that what you call her? Well, maybe she's still of use, after all. Have you gotten any closer to recovering the club's money from her? Not yet. You know, Lucky, since I sold the Claremont, 
I've not been personally involved in its day-to-day -day operations, but our set is still very much the core. It can't go unchecked. Yes, there's that too, said Lukin with some impatience. He could feel the panic rising again. Fear and panic had become a familiar tapestry threading through his dreams of paranoia. Only his gambling gave him a sense of wakeful consciousness now. Let the Indians know I'll be at the club tomorrow evening. I'll have the map and the stolen money. Aspinall smiled and put an arm around his friend's shoulder as he guided him toward Lucan's waiting Mercedes. Lucan stared over the pacing tiger in its paddock. He couldn't help it. He could feel the tiger's eyes tracking him. Panting tongue and mouth drew in his taste. Even as he sat inside the cool leather of the Mercedes-Benz, the tiger remained fixated, pacing back and forth from within the paddock, gazing at a vanishing point in Lucan's eye. Aspinall watched Lucan put the car in gear and drive away along the tree-lined drive out of his Howlett's estate grounds. Had Lucan looked in his rear view, he would have seen the Indian walking up to join Aspinall. The two men watched him depart. He's prepared to play for the map, Aspinall murmured, his eyes still watching the Ben's retreat. Very good, replied the Indian, narrowing his eyes. We are sure to win this time. You've got the odds in your favor, yes. Splendid! Your devious tricks are amusing. It's not a trick, it's simply business. Well, it should improve your odds by 33%, 33.33 to be more exact. Are you sure it leads to the Panchantantra? Of course. I am an archaeologist, Asper. I've been after this map for many years. Well, it will all work out for us then. But remember, this is my friend. Whatever happens, you're not to hurt him too badly.